Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. Lou Lombardi here, a.k.a. Lou Dini, and you are listening to the Lou Dini Rock and Roll Circus. Today I've got uh, Charlie and Andrew on the phone from the band The Soft Underground from New York City. Uh, they've got a great uh, album out called Lost in Translation. It's an absolutely beautiful record, and I'm really excited to have the guys here with us today. Uh, before we get started with all that, though, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. It's Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, and online community magazine business directory. Uh, you can uh, uh, get a sign up, and then you will get all kind of cool downloads with uh, videos and uh, audio podcasts like this one. Um, you, there's great articles there on all kind of how-tos and things to do and uh, great information. There's coupons. You can find businesses. If you want to sign up, you can get your own magazine page, and it's a great place to sort of uh, let people know what you have going on. And the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus has been uh, working with Positively uh, Pittsburgh Live uh, magazine for uh, a couple of years now, and they've got like about a million uh, uh, viewers or uh uh, about a million fans that come out, come on each month and check out what's going on. So it's a great place to be seen and heard. Uh, that is Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and if you uh, like interviews and great music by independent bands like the Soft Underground and some of these uh, artists who've been playing like Vexine and the Manimals, uh, you want to go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com and uh, you can check out all the interviews that we have and our uh, music podcast, which will be resuming very shortly. Now, as I was saying, I have the Soft Underground on the line. Uh, the Soft Underground was formed in New York City by drummer Andrew McCarty and guitarist Charlie Hickey after they met at music school. And so the two bonded over their enthusiasm of bands like the Smashing Pumpkin, the Smashing Pumpkin, <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, and My Bloody Valentine. And after many gigs playing under different incarnations of the band, the duo eventually uh, recruited vocalist Brandon uh, Barnett, who is not with us today, and to begin working on their debut album, Lost in Translation. I'd like to welcome Andrew and Charlie to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hey, guys, welcome. Hey, hey thanks for having us. <laughs> no problem. Um, let's Let's take a step back before Soft Underground. And you guys uh, were in music. Where did you guys go to music school? Uh, we were at the School of Rock, actually. And um, but I'm sorry. Is this, is this? I'm sorry. Is this Charlie or uh, we don't know you? Uh, yet. No, Charlie this or Andrew? Andrew. Talking, yeah. yeah, this is Andrew. <laughs> so, um, guys, just just when you just to tell everybody gets used to your voices, just say this is Andrew. Go ahead, right. Andrew. Well, um, so yeah, we met at School of Rock, but um, we didn't meet at the actual School of Rock until later on. We met at a. Uh, best of show that we were both a part of that was in the city and started talking about smashing pumpkins and all that stuff and got familiar with each other's tastes and started jamming together and then 
realized that we went to the same school of rock, just never saw each other. Okay. And kind of playing from there. Now, what was your, Charlie, what was your experience like at School of Rock? Tell us a little bit about the school, because I don't know too much about it. Well, it was like sort of like a, like an extracurricular uh, place for like a, <clears throat> like young musicians, usually like young kids all the way up to like high school age. And um, you get like a bunch of different kids playing like different like types of music on different days. You had these ensemble performances and things like that. Mm-hmm. People were playing things like the Grateful Dead or the Rolling Stones and things like that. And uh, we sort of just bonded over, we sort of played on like similar songs because we sort of fit together musically, so. Um, did you, because uh, uh, there is some like cool, really nice guitar work on on uh, Lost in Translation. I mean, um, do you read music? Like how far did you get into it? Did you study like, you know, like more like metal guys or more classic rock guys or how, how, what was your sort of like concentration there for the guitar? Um, I learned I learned how to play the saxophone when I was in like third fourth grade. Um, I haven't really read music since then, but I've sort of gone through like a plethora of music influence since then. I used to listen to like a lot of like metal and grindcore stuff when I was like in like eighth grade freshman year, and um, and then it sort of just morphed into like a bunch of like you know alt rock stuff from the nineties and and things like that, like a lot of heavier stuff from that that era. It's changed since then, but, you know, it's still... It's always evolving. Right? I get you. I totally get you. Well, right now, if you just off the top of your head, who's like, who are your, like, three favorite guitar players? Three favorite guitar players? <sighs> Why are you thinking I, about it? Let me ask, let me ask Andrew something. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it, we'll come back to you. We'll come back. Tell us a little, Andrew, tell us a little bit about your experience coming up with the, with the School of Rock and, like, your general, like, how you became inspired or interested in playing uh, the drums. Um, well, I've been playing the drums since I was about 12 years old, but it wasn't really something I took seriously. I just had drums in my basement, and I'd have lessons once a week. But um, I wasn't really practicing or anything until my drum teacher at the time recommended School of Rock because you get to play with other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of got me into it once you start having the interaction with other musicians and playing yeah yeah it t- takes you to like a whole other place you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah, yeah and there's, there's a social like aspect too to playing music i think right you know what i mean because you're you're hanging out with your with your bros and you're having a good time and you know yeah that's definitely yeah, part I mean, of it yeah, yeah it started what, our band <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's exactly how a lot of bands start so what, what do you think charlie do you, you I, we gave you a minute here to think about it you got a couple of favorites <laughs> yeah give me another minute no <laughs> no um i mean i mean a lot of like like early influences like i used to listen to a lot of like carlos santana like like mm-hmm. very early on and that's pretty much what got me into the guitar in the first place when i was like maybe like six or seven um, my dad had a few guitars lying around the house, so I sort of picked up on that and tried to play along to like Santana records pretty badly. And uh, <laughs> but later on, I started to get into like you know John Frusciante and Billy Corgan, like their styles of of playing and things like that. And since then, especially recently, I've sort of gotten into like different styles of music, like John Fahey and things like that. Like just pulling from like a like a wide range of like styles, of course. And, like, types of playing and things like that. Of course. I, I mean, it's, you know, w- one of the things that's like kind of cool uh, about, what you, about what you guys are doing is the musicianship is pretty accomplished, um, which is a light, I don't, not, not to put, not to knock some of these uh, like grunge uh, or post-grunge kind of bands, but you guys are, you seem a little bit more like, okay, you got the sort of like 
technical aspects of the music uh, together in a uh, in a more noticeable way, in a more obvious kind of way than a lot of than a lot of the, your influences. And I think that's kind of what makes what you're doing kind of special. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's pretty. That's pretty obvious. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um, the 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 band uh, Soft Underground. What is the what's the writing process? Is it like do you guys write on your own? Do you all just come together and start jamming? Like, how, how do you put the songs together? Uh, it's pretty pretty much. Um, I mean, I have my own songs, and Andrew has his own songs, and we sort of usually like combine ideas together. But at the same time, we would like jam on like work out things while jamming and things like that. And a lot of ideas have come from, from all sides. Uh, Andrew, you have your own songs, but you're, you're the drummer. So do you play another instrument? Do you sing? Like, well, how do you, what, what is your approach? I, uh, I play a little bit of guitar, just enough to, you know, write my own songs. Um, generally, I rarely write anything on the drums, but um, that's happened occasionally. Um, but yeah, mostly I'll just write something on guitar and, uh, bring it in to Charlie and he'll make it sound better. I kind of just give him a skeleton of a guitar, you know, some chords or something. And then, uh, he could just take it to the next level. Does, does Brandon, Brandon's not here, but does Brandon write his, his own lyrics or does he write the lyrics that you guys sing the lyrics that you guys write? How does that work? Uh, we wrote the lyrics for this record just because uh, Brandon only came into the band towards the end of the sessions because we had a different singer who ended up leaving in the middle of the recording. Oh. So we, uh, just to be efficient and get it done pretty quickly, we ended up finishing all the lyrics. He's a bit of a saving grace in that, <laughs> in that regard. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez, that has to be nerve wracking. How, how? I mean, how did then? Then how did you? I mean, how did you guys cope? Did you like? Did you know Brandon from before, or was he just? What did he do? Answer, answer Craigslist ad, or how did you? What did you do? <laughs> no, I knew Brandon uh, because he is in another band called the Stonecoats, and um, I also on the side I do some recording and engineering, and I produced the Stonecoats' first record last summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew him previously, and it was just kind of one of those things where, you, when you're in a situation where you need to get, you know, find someone, I knew he was a great singer and he was a friend, so it was just an obvious choice for me. Um, so, so the recording process then, who all played on it, and is this self-produced or did you guys work with an outside producer? And I, and I understand you rec- you recorded in a couple of different locations, so why don't you can go ahead and talk about that too. Whoever yeah, wants I mean, to jump in. It, yeah, the entire thing is, is self-produced. We recorded everything pretty much ourselves with like a couple of – we got like a couple of people that we knew, friends of ours and people that Andrew had worked with at his studio and everything like that. Um, I mean, we we did switch around. Most of the guitars were recorded um, at a, at the Studio 809 in uh, New Jersey. And, um, and then a lot of like added little parts like keyboard and stuff like that. That stuff was, you know, all around. Yeah, okay. We, uh, I think yeah. all the all the vocals were recorded in Memphis with Bran, and um, and yeah, we had Rick Steff play on some keyboard stuff. Who played with like the Afghan Wigs and uh, a bunch of different artists. He's in Lucero. Oh yeah, I love Lucero. Yeah. Afghan yeah. Wigs too. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's 
let's not uh, keep the audience in suspense here. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and play. Uh, at, the, at this time of the recording, we're recording this uh, in like mid-May, so the, your, un, your song, uh, Untrue, is sort of like your single right now. We're going to come back and talk about the song, but let's go ahead and play for, uh, for everybody. This is uh, the Soft Underground with the track Untrue off of their latest album, Lost in Translation, on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Okay, Untrue, great song. Tell us about, um, tell us a little bit about the song. Tell us about the lyrics. Tell us, a, give us the the uh, straight dope on it. Well, um, it was actually a few summers ago. We did this project where we just kind of reconnected with all of our musician friends and just jammed out songs with them. And Untrue was one of those songs that was actually not written for the Soft Underground. It's just a, uh, another song. And our friend, uh, a different Brandon, wrote the lyrics to the song. So I can't really, I don't, I don't really know what they mean. I guess they're just <laughs> okay. up to, and you're up to your own interpretation, I guess. But cool. uh, we, we really like the song because Charlie wrote the music to it. And uh, Brandon did a little bit of engineering on the record as well, so he was cool with us using the song. Um, but yeah, it's actually it's one of my favorite songs on the record, and that's why we chose it to as the single. Who's singing the harmony part? Because there's like a harmony that chases the lead vocal, like pretty much throughout the entire song. Who's doing that? That's all, Bran. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. It's yeah. it's tight. It's 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 tight, but it's loose enough to kind of give it a sort of like, um, you know, you guys are maybe too young to remember the the, the band from the uh, from the late '60s, early '70s, but they sort of had they were able to kind of, yeah, all right, okay. Well, it kind of has that sort of like, you know, the vo the secondary voice, even I guess even though it's Brandon, is distinctive enough that it kind of keeps it really interesting without it sounding like you know an exact like you know two melded together like maybe like a Fleetwood Mac or Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So it, right. it really pops. It really really sounds great. Uh, I guess that was Brandon's idea then? Um, yeah, the Brandon that wrote the lyrics, and then Brand just did whatever, you know, lyrics whatever. he done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, who's, uh, now, are you guys playing live? No, not at no. the moment. Okay, okay. And then who's, now who's playing bass on the album? M m it's pretty much all me. Okay, I, I so, did all the so Charlie, you're doing, you're covering the bass and the guitar and the acoustics and everything. Yeah, pretty pretty much all the guitars was uh that was all me. That was on my end. Okay, and some and some minor piano stuff too, like uh, the piano on satellite. Okay, um, what is can you guys and you can sort of have different opinions about this? Is totally cool. What is the um, soft underground experience? What do what are people what what do you want people to come away with? With when listening um, to this record, and not Andrew, you can comment on, it, and then then Charlie, you too. Hmm, that's tough. I don't know. <laughs> I we're still working through the experience ourselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just think uh, even though it's kind of the age of people putting out just singles or you know EPs, we you know we just like making albums that are kind of just have that experience of listening through the whole album. And uh, every track kind of, you know, going, flowing into each other, kind of telling a story. And uh, I guess our biggest thing is just, you know, people, that, that that would be 
the soft underground experience is just listening to the the album in full rather than just you know one song or a couple of songs off of it out of order. Uh, Charlie, why don't you give us just your general thoughts about it? Uh, I mean, we've been we've been like a group. We've been performing together for like a couple of years now, and the fact that we finally, after like years of performing and writing and stuff like that, it's sort of like our our own personal like artistic ambitions are sort of coming full circle. So to to us and to like me, I guess it's sort of like an accomplishment that it's starting to get like this far and coming out in like a a full scale. That's that's my take on it so far. <laughs> well, <laughs> as far as other I, people's experience, yeah. it's yeah. You know. I, I what I what I like about it is in, in, in it covers a lot of territory without sounding like each song is like by a different band or you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can get too, you can get so eclectic that it sounds like a, a variety record as right. opposed to something that just really kind of, there's something about this, even though the songs, you know, there's apps, there's great like rockers, you know, and then there's, there's uh, uh, songs like right between, right between her, which is just like, like it will melt you. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous song. You know, but it never loses that sort of vibe, you know. And yeah. I think that that is probably uh, you and Charlie's probably just the chemistry between the two of you guys, right? I think so. I think we definitely toe the line of just trying to do something completely different than we've done before. But um, I think the production has a lot to do with it, just the mixing itself, you know, mm-hmm. keeping everything kind of concise so it doesn't sound like some sort of compilation record of just you know different bands yeah i I think the fact that we see eye to eye on like a lot of like the decisions that we make too sort of makes it like you know like not like it's two people just bring in their songs from like entirely different places and and uh working with them with each other and just performing on them we actually like work through like our visions for each song and everything like that it's a process for sure. Um, can you guys tell us what the next uh, six to twelve months looks like for the Soft Underground? What, what, what do you guys have coming up? Well, we uh, this week we've been recording some new music in New Jersey, and uh, we're going to officially begin working on our next album in August in Memphis, and um, and that's probably going to be most of our time just making the next album and try to blow the first one out of the water. Okay. <laughs> well, I got you. Well, that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? You finish yeah. one, just get started right on the next record. So, very very cool. Um, can you tell everybody uh, at home how they can follow what you're doing and keep up with uh, what you have out there using the internet? Uh, yeah, we have our official website, thesoftunderground.com. Um, our Facebook just facebook.com slash soft underground. And uh, I think for all of the, the most complete information that you could get would just be our Bandcamp page. The soft mm-hmm. underground Bandcamp has, you know, anything that you would need to know and, and the music, download it there. And Yeah, we're going to be releasing more videos in the future too. So we'll probably be releasing like a short light documentary on like the recording process for this, oh. album, for an upcoming album. So that'll be something to look forward to well keep keep us uh informed about that because i would uh we would love to help you guys promote that um we're gonna you guys got a few minutes i'd like to do a a, a bonus question after we finish the official podcast you got a minute yeah, yeah. 
All right, guys. All right. Hey, guys, you've been listening to uh, the Soft Underground, uh, Andrew and Charlie, a great man. I cannot tell you guys enough how much you really need to go out and get their uh, their new record, Lost in Translation. Uh, there's, not, there's not a moment, there's nothing on it that you're not going to love. It just flows together in, a, in an absolute sort of magical way. And um, I'm really excited. Uh, I knew nothing about these guys on, until their publicist got a hold of me, and I'm completely sold. So you definitely want to check it out. That is soft, the soft underground, thesoftunderground.com. Uh, one more time, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. And if you like this kind of music, if you believe like I do, that this music is important, that people need to hear it, uh, then you need to go to SupportIndieRock.com and get involved with everything that we have going on here because we got big plans to help promote artists Bands like the Soft Underground and the different people that they, we've been uh, 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 talking about here on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and that is supportindyrock.com. Uh, one more time to my wonderful sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com. Go there and check everything out that they've got going on. Guys, you've been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. All right, bonus time. Okay, guys. Uh, I, I don't know how well you can really answer this question. Just do the best. Just whatever free form in here, you know. But um, this, your sound is really, you know, uh, very cool sound. Uh, you know, it's kind of because you know, because of the influence from these artists like Smashing Pumpkins. It, it yet you're younger guys, so it's real unique. You know, I mean, it has like its own sort of like place here in the music world. But do you see you guys? Do you see? Uh, the Soft Underground as a band that could have mainstream success? Or do you see yourselves as kind of maybe remaining as more of like, maybe growing as a more like powerful uh, uh, indie act? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I could see. I could see it. I think we have some sort of popularity. Some of our songs. Yes, some of our songs. We try to stray in all different directions, so... Um, I mean, we can definitely see some of our stuff having like at least like a strong like underground sort of following and having it like some like minor like success because a lot of our songs strain to like like I guess more accessible, more um yeah more we, friendly. We do have some to... new songs that are uh, very I don't want to say you know radio friendly or just you know mm-hmm. mainstream. Yeah, we're not going Maroon Five on any of the songs or anything okay. like that. So. <laughs> I thought we uh, whatever. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that our next album will not be uh, as indie, but it'll still kind of have that little indie charm. But mm-hmm. we we definitely want to have some some more accessible songs. We're kind of straying away from the seven minute, you know, spacey jam type mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Well, it's good to have that material too, because at some point, let's hope. I really hope you guys uh, are able to sort of set something up so you can play live, because I'd love to see you play live. Um, but those are kind of good for you know for live. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you have that kind of cool stuff. No, it's not going to get on you know uh, corporate radio, but it it is cool for the for the for the fans who come to the shows. I mean, you, uh, so are, how would you be like you said? You're not going to Maroon Five. Um, just to kind of extend the conversation a little bit, would, like if a producer comes along, so even somebody maybe you like, 
um, and says, well, guys, you know, I can work with you, but you have to change this, 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 and this. I mean, are you open to something like that, or are you like, you know, fuck you, this is what we play? Yeah. <laughs> More the latter. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, we we have pretty strong convictions of what the band is. Yeah, we, we, we do have a very a very committed personal vision of where we want our stuff to go our material and everything like that to go. So to have someone else sort of, I guess, compromise it or unless someone's like very willing to just give us like free range on, on our, um, on our career and everything like that, then, but otherwise like we're kind of set in our ways at the moment. Do you want to know you, you guys, you guys are, 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 uh, serious enough musicians that like, yes, the fame and everything would be awesome, but we're not really, we can't, we, we can't be total whores and like, you know, right. give up what we believe in musically. Right. I mean, cause uh, where's that, where's that leave you in, you know, 20 years when, yeah. <laughs> when no one cares about the bad music that you made 20 years ago anymore. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'd, I'd rather leave a, a, you know, a legacy of music that I'm proud of, you know, and not yeah, and be able to look at it and say, like, I made this, like, yeah. this is my, my personal work and everything. Right. Right, 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 right. I got you. I totally got you. Um, all right, guys, before we go, if you could give me a tag, I would really appreciate it. And uh, if you guys could, you know, if we could start with Andrew, I guess you could say, uh, this is Andrew, and then Charlie, you could say, this is Charlie, and one of you guys can say, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Did you guys sure. do that? Sure. Yep. Okay, I'll, I will, uh, it's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, by the way. I will count you in. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> In five, four, three. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Charlie. And you're listening to the rock and... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I choked on the pressure. (laughs) Let's go. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You ready? You have to say at the same time. You can do it. That'll make it more (laughs) That could be a total clusterfuck, but that's all right. In five... Here we go. In five, four... Three. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Charlie, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You guys are the best. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. No problem. You guys have a good rest of the day, and we'll get this out to you. We're, we uh, put uh, two out two interviews a week, so we're trying to speed up how long it takes to get them out, So, but it's still going to be a few weeks uh, before it airs, okay? But we will be in touch uh, with okay. you guys on that, okay? Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. Right. Okay, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too, man. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, bye. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.